The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Benson. I'm your host. We got an emergency podcast. Joining me to break down the Aaron Rodgers traded finally to the Jets. So now we get air horns. Air horns. I like it. I like it. Brady Quinn's air horns have been stolen and utilized for the emergency podcast. Joining me to break it down, Johnny B-Bad, John Breach. What's up, buddy? How we doing? Brian Wilson probably going to join us uh, as well. Brenton, I feel like the, the the wait is over, man. I feel like we have text each other every night. Is Aaron Rodgers going to get traded? Is he finally going to get traded? Is he finally going to get traded? And here we are doing the emergency podcast that I thought we were going to have to do draft night at uh, 12.30 a.m. But nope, we are here at 4.30 p.m. on Monday, a few days before the draft. And Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. He's going to the Big Apple. Yeah, uh, let's break down. So we all knew this was going to happen, right? Like this is this is not it's not a surprise that he is going to the Jets that like no one's shocked by that news. Right. I mean, I, I think that we, we all, we all agree with that. By the way, the, the Google Chrome, Chrome profile thing is driving me crazy. Uh, I can't get to my easily get to the tweet that I saw from Adam Schefter. I believe the first to report it, the trade compensation for Rogers to the Jets. I mean, what were the Packers waiting on if this is what they got? Because the deal is, per Schefter of ESPN, Aaron Rodgers, the number 15 pick in this year's draft, and, the, and a 2023 fifth round pick that's number 170 overall. So the Packer, the Jets will get the 15th overall pick, Aaron Rodgers, and a 2023 fifth round pick. But they're going to give up. Pick number 13, so they actually moved down two spots, which uh, those of us who are doing our mock drafts on Wednesday or Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, thank you. If you did your final mock draft on Monday, you banged because uh, you're going to be redoing it. 
a second round pick this year, number 42 overall, a sixth round pick this year, number 207 overall, and a conditional, John, 2024 second round pick that becomes a first round pick, not if they make the Super Bowl, not if they make the playoffs, not if they go to the AFC Championship game, if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the Jets' snaps slash plays. This is out freaking rageous what the Packers got in exchange for Aaron Rodgers. I, I thought that they might get like sw- like a swap of picks and then a conditional and maybe like maybe if everything re- re- went really well, a second round pick, like one of these second round picks. I mean, they got that second round pick, a almost locked job future first, and they moved up two spots in this year's draft plus they, you know, they give up a fifth and give you know, it's a fifth and six, whatever. Dude, th- that is a really, really good haul for the Packers. Big, big winners in this trade. Yeah, on the surface, you look at the compensation, the Packers look like they absolutely fleece the Jets. But, you know, we could be talking about this a year from now. Aaron Rodgers wins the Super Bowl with New York and no one got fleeced. The Jets don't care what they gave up uh, if Aaron Rodgers even gets them to the playoffs. Remember, this team has not been to the playoffs since 2010. They're the Sacramento Kings of the NFL, Brinson. They have the longest postseason drought of any team in the four professional sports the four major ones and so you're talking about a team that is so desperate to get to the playoffs they're just like green bay take whatever you want but that being said it is weird to see this because look we had multiple reports over the past month really since you know the day we saw aaron Rodgers show up on the pat mcafee show and say he intended to play for the jets that one hold up was that uh woody johnson the jets owner didn't want to give up a first round pick because he was afraid that Aaron Rodgers might retire after the retirement talk on the McAfee show. And well, what happened? You give up the conditional first round pick, which is okay. I think that part looks okay for the jets, but as you mentioned, it's not tied to a super bowl win. It's not tied to a playoff appearance. All he has to do is play 65% of the snaps this season and the Packers get a first round pick. And then the other part of this is that the jets, the other holdup, uh, according to multiple reports, was that the Jets wanted some protection in case Aaron Rodgers decides to retire after just one season. So if Rodgers plays the upcoming season and calls it quits uh, next January, there's no protection here. This is no this protection. Is not at all. You just you get Aaron. This is, so you might have given all this up, and you if might you only miss, get Aaron. If you miss the playoffs and he plays 65 percent of the snaps and gets hurt, you like you got ramrodded on this deal, right? So you, you might only get Aaron Rodgers for one season and move back two spots, potentially give up a first round pick in 2024. And uh, that to me is the worst case scenario, obviously, but it's completely plausible scenario because Aaron Rodgers didn't think about retirement for about the past four years. So there's no reason to think if he has a rough season with the jets, maybe the team struggles, maybe he gets beat up because that offensive line isn't that good. Uh, maybe he says next January, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and call it quits. And then the jets are just hanging out in the cold. So uh, yeah, I mean, as you, you hit the nail on the head, Brenton, this is a, an interesting trade package that definitely feels like it favors the uh, the Packers on just when you look at it. So drawn up, I would need to do the I mean, I would just I would need to do the quick math on this, but I feel pretty confident in saying that only twice in Aaron Rodgers career with the Packers. Did he fail to? Well, they only have that's not right. Uh, they only have snap counts since 2012 on pro football reference. Um, basically, here's the snap count percentage. Not, he, he, when he played, you know, obviously, he's played in 16 games or 17 games 
all but two seasons since he became the full-time starter. So no doubt that, you know, if you play in the 16 games, you get the 15, 16 games, you get to 65% of the snaps. The other two uh, seasons in which he was injured, yeah, the two seasons which he was injured, 2013, uh, played 582 snaps in nine games. I feel like that would fall pretty well below. It's probably right, probably right around 60%-ish, I would guess, of the snaps. Um, and then seven games in 2017, 417 total snaps, well below 50% of the team's total snaps. I'm guessing. I would have to go look at those. But, but by and large, you know, you're looking at 1,000 snaps, you know, ranging from 1,000 to 1,100 um, in 2015 for Rodgers in terms of total snaps. So my, my point being is that, like, he is really likely, unless he gets injured, to play 65% of the snaps. And so if he doesn't, like, he, and even if he gets injured later in the year, he's likely to play 65% of the snaps or come close to it, which my point being, and it goes back to your point, Breach, my God, man. You just gave up a lot to get Aaron Rodgers with no guarantee that he is going to play more than one year. He could go to New York and have a miserable experience, play awful. They could miss the playoffs, and the Jets could give up the draft capital that requires in the, in the pick flip from 13 to 15. Not, I mean, it's not nothing. Um, a second-round pick, 42 overall, definitely something. Um, and then a first-round pick next year. And if they stink and they miss the playoffs – and Rodgers can play, you know, like hit 65.6% of the snaps or something like that. That pick could be pretty good. Now, the question is, do we think the Jets also still won this trade simply because they now have Aaron Rodgers? And as we've seen in the betting markets over the course of this offseason, you know, remained up there in terms of their odds to win the Super Bowl, to make the playoffs, to win the AFC East, to win the AFC. Like they're one of the favorites at all of these spots, or at least one, you know, up there in the mix. You have the Chiefs and the Bills, of course, who you know stand a you know a little bit above. I still I still think the the Jets, even with Rodgers, but like the Jets are a thing for 2023, man. And if they're good, it's going to buoy a lot for that franchise, for that coaching staff, for Joe Douglas to GM. It, it feels like this is very much like boomer bust. There's not really a middle road here. Would you say that the Jets also won just by getting this deal done and by getting Aaron Rodgers, who, you know, despite a, a you know, poor season last year, has won two MVP you know, awards in the last three seasons? Yeah, there's no way you can call the Jets losers here. They, this team has not had a franchise quarterback since Joe Namath. So when you're going uh, 50 years without a franchise quarterback, you are definitely on the winner's list when you finally get that guy uh, even if you had to give up more than I think most people probably thought they were going to give up. So, yeah, I mean, this instantly makes the Jets contenders. I mean, this is a team that with Zach Wilson at quarterback, Brinson, Zach freaking Wilson was their quarterback last season, and they still won seven games. They still went seven and ten. So you put Aaron Rodgers in there, you can't tell me they're not going to be at least three wins better. So it feels like at a minimum, this is looking like a 10-win team, and then you just go up for there based on does Rodgers look like the Rodgers from two years ago or the Rodgers from last year. I think even, even the Rodgers from last year can get this team to 10 wins. And so, yeah, if you're the Jets and you're Jets fans, you might not love the compensation, but you have to be thrilled that for once your team is going to com be competing for a division title. I mean, as I mentioned, this team has not been to the playoffs since 2010. They really haven't even come close to the playoffs since 2010. I think they had one uh, 10 and six season in 2014 or 2015. So you're talking about 12, 13 years 
where you've had one good year. You have had nothing to cheer yeah. for. They and stink. so, yeah, in that sense, yes, Jets fans are winners here because you finally have something to cheer for, even right. if you had to give up a little too much to get it. What about Aaron Rodgers? Because, like, the dude was on a high, uh, like a ayahuasca retreat, and he could easily just be retired right now. Over, like, he could be in a fancy Parisian bar, you know, glazing out at the Eiffel Tower, sipping an espresso martini or something fun like that. And instead, he's probably going to be gearing up to, like, he's, he's like reading, he said he's watching emergency podcast about himself. Uh, you know, he's going to be on Pat McAfee's show tomorrow, more than likely, you would think. Uh, we're recording this on Monday, of course. Tuesday, he'll be on there. So instead of sipping like a fancy drink in a, in a Paris bar uh, and enjoying retirement, or like, you know, like eating whatever drugs you would eat and, and drifting off into a darkness retreat. Whatever you want to do, however you want to spend your retirement. Either way, he's rich, he's famous, both would be fun. The question is, should Aaron Rodgers consider himself a winner here because he's extracted himself out of Green Bay and to New York, where just like his, I don't want to call him a mentor because Favre is, you know, wasn't that for Rodgers, but his predecessor, Brett Favre, he will now be going to New York, to the Jets, to try and win for a, a franchise that just hasn't won. And like, I guess the argument could be, too, like, if you go and win a Super Bowl with the Jets, and that's your second Super Bowl, one, you dunk all over the Packers, and two, like, you are one of two guys to win a Super Bowl for the Jets, right? Like, you would go down in New York lore if you won a Super Bowl with the Jets, maybe if you win a freaking division title. Yeah, if you're Aaron Rodgers, I think you're thrilled because it seemed pretty clear, uh, even going into last offseason, that the Packers and Rodgers were headed to a divorce. This is like you're about to divorce your wife, but you have like Margot Robbie waiting for you on the side. So you're just like <laughs> trying to get things finalized as quickly as possible. Like, Wrap it I want to. Yeah, yeah, let's let's sign the papers. I just want to get over there and start this. So, yeah, I think if you're Rodgers, you're thrilled. You know, you can contend with this team. I, I think we. I, you know, I haven't looked at the over-unders or what it will be with uh, the Jets, but I have to think that most people will predict the Jets to win more games in 2023 than the Packers. So if you're Aaron yeah. Rodgers, you feel like you absolutely upgraded. You're saying, I only have one or two more years left, and I have a very good a chance of winning something. Playoff games, maybe a Super Bowl with this team. I have Garrett Wilson to throw to. I have my old buddy, Alan Lazard. Look at my running backs. I have Brees Hall. I have, I have actual offensive weapons all over the place. And so, yeah, I mean, you're thrilled. And now you're just calling Woody Johnson and saying, hey, tell everyone in charge that we need some offensive linemen, and uh, I'll be happy. All right, so we actually have bettable win totals up at Caesars, the Green Bay Packers. Do you want to? Do you know what they are? I, I mean, I, I obviously just looked at them. I was going to tell you what they are. I mean, you, they. I don't know if they've changed. If you know what they are, we don't need to go through the rigmarole of you guessing it. But I, I, I think the Packers was eight and a half, seven and a half under seven minus one thirty, and the Jets nine and a half over minus 125 which of those would be more attractive to you breach if you were placing a bet jets over minus 125 well you can take the jets under if you wanted to i guess or, or the packers over or under like is it with the rogers deal what is it what is it you know what how does that affect your thought process in the win total market there well here's the crazy thing is that them adding rogers i still don't think they're the best team in the afc i still east i still think that title belongs to the bills Agreed. they went three and three in the division last season i don't think they're gonna 
go six and oh, I don't think they're gonna have a big huge improvement on that number. So maybe Rodgers knocks them up to four and two. I just think that division is so tough. I think the Dolphins are still tough, the Bills are tough. You never know what you're gonna get with the Patriots. Uh, so I'll say they get four wins there. You said it's nine and a half, so I have to get the 10 to hit the over. You need 10 to get the over, yep. So if they go four and two. That just means they have to go six and five in their non-division games. I think they can absolutely do that. So I'd probably take the over. Even though I, those non-division games are tough. They're playing the NFC East. So you're looking at Giants, Eagles, Cowboys. Uh, and that won't be easy. And then obviously they're also playing the AFC West. So you're looking at the Chiefs, the Chargers. That's a lot of teams that were in the playoffs last year. I think that um, one of the things with Rodgers too, for me, and when I get a little nervous about taking the under on this spot, like I'm, I mean, I'm typically kind of contrarian where I think you, you know, it's like, oh, like the, the offseason hype of the Jets is very reminiscent to me of the Raiders or the Broncos. Maybe the Broncos are the best example with Russell Wilson last year um, or even the Chargers, if you want, where it's like the Chiefs are plus 160 to win the, the AFC or the AFC West, which was just a crazy number. Um, the only issue with like fading Rodgers in that sort of spot is that. This dude's going to be full of spite. He's not going to be thrilled about like he's he's going to want to get back at the Packers by playing really well. And preferably, I would imagine the Packers not playing well uh, with Jordan Love. And you see, again, we see the win totals are on the screen. You can see them at Caesars. You can you're hearing them in your ears. Seven and a half for the Packers. Juice the under nine and a half for the Jets. Juice the over like. I can see Rodgers playing pretty well if the offensive line stays healthy, if he can get on the same page with all these weapons. He's, he's going to have the best weapons he's had. I mean, you know, I, I, in totality, I mean, I don't want to like compare the Jet, who the Jets have to, to like Devontae Adams. Cause I mean, obviously Adams better as an alpha, but like if the Jets add another receiver in this draft, eh, you can make the case. It's, it's, it'll be like a, you know, one of the better, overall you know wide receiver weapons that Rodgers had in a little while here's um I think an interesting well and real quick Brinson just talking about their offense don't forget that Rodgers getting a huge upgrade on defense he's never had this kind of help I mean the Jets gave up the fourth fewest points in the NFL last season their fourth fewest points per game uh and he hasn't had that kind of help according to our research team the only time he even had a top eight defense uh as far as giving up the fewest points scored came in 2010 that was the only one the super bowl uh so you give him that kind of defensive help and you you feel a lot better about your team robert half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring if you have open roles chances are you're feeling this too that's why you need robert half our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. For sure. Uh, the other odds that we can look at really quickly, um, I've got this one open, so I'm just going to mention it very quickly that I think this is kind of a decent bet right now before it moves, which I think it will. 
Um, Aaron Rodgers to win MVP. Patrick Mahomes, it's plus 650. Joe Burrow, 750. Josh Allen, 7.5 to 1, so plus 750, obviously. Uh, Jalen Hurts, 12 to 1. Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence, 15 to 1. And Aaron Rodgers, 18 to 1. This is at Caesars. Don't love anything under 20 to 1 when we're making these um, MVP bets. But you see the other guys on there. Scroll a little bit down, Billy. Tua Tungavailoa, 22 to 1. Like, relative to... Everyone else on that list, specifically Trevor Lawrence and Tua Tungavailoa, who are sandwiching Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers at 18 to 1 is a much better value. I would bet that that number, I bet that Rodgers ends up creeping in between Jalen Hurts and Justin Herbert, and that Caesars has adjusted their win totals and, or had previously adjusted their win totals, had previously adjusted some of the, um, you know, some of the numbers in terms of the, the division and the conference odds. And, that maybe this one kind of snuck through again, you're not getting insane value, but it's always like, it's always possible that this drifts down a little bit. I wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Do you like Rogers at 18 to one to win uh, MVP this year? I would absolutely sprinkle some money there because you know, a key point is let's not forget Rogers has won two of the past three MVP awards and Brinson, who was his offensive coordinator when he won those two straight MVPs. The man behind the 2022 Denver Broncos, the one, the only, the legend, Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett might be a horrible head coach, but we do know <laughs> Jim he's Hackett best friends with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers loves playing in that offense, and now he's going into a, a place where he's going to be running Hackett's offense with like, better all-around talent around him. So I, I – I had absolutely an 18 to one would sprinkle money on Rogers. And for real, like, like, you know, we'd like to make jokes about Nathaniel Hackett and, and what a poor job he did as the Broncos head coach. And he did do a really poor job, but a lot of that falls on Russell Wilson too. And when you see what Nathaniel Hackett did with Aaron Rodgers, you're not talking like the transition here is relatively seamless. You know, you're going to have the, the playbook that they ran in green Bay. Like the install is going to be harder for the running backs, for the linemen, for the wide receivers to get on the same page. But Rodgers, and I would bet, you know, we like I would I would bet a lot actually that Rodgers shows up early. He shows up often. That he's really engaged in offseason training. That he's really engaged in working with some of the younger receivers, uh, mini camps and stuff like that, in a way that he was not last year with the Packers. Partially, it was partially for the reason why the Packers were ready to move on from him. Um, looking at conference and division odds the jets seven to one to win the afc Woo! behind only the chiefs who are three and a half to one the bills four and a half to one the Bengals five and a half to one and uh ahead of the chargers and jaguars at 11 to one and 13 to one respectively yeah i i still don't love the jets i, I that's one i wouldn't touch i might touch the aaron Rodgers mvp sprinkle a little there but when you talk about i, I mean Look, the Bengals played the Jets last season, and they were just way better. I mean, it wasn't even close. I think the final score was 27 to 12, and it was just a domination. And yes, you put Rodgers in there. I think it's a closer game. But then you're talking about beating Josh Allen. You're talking about beating Patrick Mahomes. There's just so many good teams in the AFC that I think if you're a Jets fan, you're happy if he gets you to the playoffs. Again, you haven't been there for 12 years. Obviously, AFC Championship, Super Bowl, those are the expectations that come when you include this kind of compensation to acquire a quarterback. But for a team that has not been to the playoffs in over a decade, I think getting to the playoffs would be a huge step forward. And if you get to the playoffs, I think that would make Rodgers more likely to return in 2024. So I don't think I would touch the Jets winning the AFC, uh, but I'm definitely on board with 
a little bit on the MVP. Want nothing to do with the Jets to win the AFC at seven to one. I think when they if they get to the playoffs, they're likely to be a um, a wild card. More more than likely to be a wild card. Um, you know, versus a uh, you know versus a. a, a one or two seed. Now it could be possible that there, which means that you're talking about a situation where the jets are, I don't know what, like four to one to win the AFC at that point. Like I'd rather just wait and see how the season plays out and then bet them there. Cause you're still gonna have to go through the, like the, the, I mean, a wild card team possibly and the friggin' chiefs and bills and maybe Bengals. Like there's a lot of obstacles in your way. Uh, not to leap ahead of you, Billy, I know you just got that up there, uh, but we can go ahead and throw up the AFC East odds if we want. And I should mention that the uh, Jets to make the playoffs odds, uh, what would you guess the Jets to make the playoffs, yes or no, the odds on that are breach? I would say the yes is minus 175. Minus 150. I think that's kind of cheap. I like that. Yeah, I, I, I would like much that. rather bet that. I would much rather lay the 150, minus 150. And I think that number will get up to 175 or so. Um, than to bet the Jets at seven to one to win the AFC. I think that number is just a little, a little bit long. Well, and see the thing though is that when you're betting the yes, the Jets will make it. Which playoff team do you think is going to be the one dropping out? Whose expense? You know, is it the Dolphins? Is it the Ravens? Dolphins the is an easy one. Um, you see that? Yeah, Jets minus one fifty. By the way, the Packers. Nice shot, Billy. Packers plus one seventy to make the playoffs. Minus two hundred to miss the playoffs. Um, I would point out right now that it would be lovely if these were in perhaps a more unified order. Uh, <laughs> when we're looking these up, just throwing that out there because um, I can't find a division winner. Oh, division winner, the Jets, two to one. The Bills, oh my God, the Bills plus 135 to win the division. I like to look up Super Bowl odds to find it because they list them all out there. But um, the Bills plus 135 to win the division. The Jets, two to one to win the division. The Dolphins plus 320. And the Patriots, 10 to one to win the division. Man, I think the Jets at two to one is a little short there. Nice job, Billy, as well. Got it up on the YouTube, youtube.com slash NFL and CBS or slash pick six. Um, I think the Bills are a very easy bet at plus 135 to win this division. The way people are riding the Bills off and jumping on the hype train that is the Jets and sort of the Dolphins too after a successful first year with Mike McDaniel, to me, just really, really reminds me of what we saw from the AFC West last year. I think the Bills to win the AFC East at plus money is the easiest bet on the board. The Jets could steal it, sure, but uh, two to one, a little short for me there. Yeah, and the other part is that this has kind of – the Jets have been kind of floating around that number since the Aaron Rodgers trade happened. I know we were talking about it uh, in late March. I think they were at plus 225 or 250. So the odds didn't change much because the odds makers had already kind of baked that in. Aaron Rodgers was going to be playing for the Jets. So here we are now. If anything, uh, you know, if you were thinking about betting Buffalo because now you get a slightly better number, uh, if you were thinking about betting the Dolphins, chance to make slightly more money because their number got a little bit worse. Uh, so I think those are the people who benefit the most, the people who still like the bills or still like the dolphins, but man, the jets at plus 200, I'm not sure. Uh, I I'd stay away from that too. I, I like your idea. Stick with, will they make the playoffs because it feels like there's a good chance, but I don't feel good about them winning the entire conference. And I don't feel good about them winning the AFC East, even with Aaron Rodgers. So I would stick with, uh, getting to the playoffs. Yeah. Jets, Jets to make the playoffs minus 150, Bills to win the division plus 135. You got a pretty decently sized window where you can hit both of those. Um, and if you 
like let's say you put two units on the Jets to win the division, or excuse me, to make the playoffs. So you're risking what? Uh, risking three to win two, and the Bills to win the division, risking one and a half to win like. So it's a three. Actually, I can't. I'm doing the math terribly. But the point being is, like, you can set it up where you can shoot the gap there pretty easily because you got three wild card teams. And if the Jets win the division, they would still wipe out. You know, it would still take care. You want to set it up where it would take care of your loss on the Bills winning the division, uh, and you would still profit a little bit. Obviously, if the Dolphins win the division and the Jets miss the playoffs, you know, you banged or the Patriots are really good. Like you can, you can lose both. I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but I think that's a nice way to set it up where you've got a, a pretty good shot at, at shooting the middle and hitting both of those. Yeah. And it's just crazy to think about that. We're having a realistic conversation about the jets making the playoffs. I mean, this is a team. If you're a jets fan, you sat through Josh McCown, Luke Falk, Trevor Simeon started a game at some point uh, in the past few years. Uh, you went through the Ryan Fitzpatrick era. You know, you were riding the old Sanchez with Mark Sanchez. The butt fumble. The butt fumble. Sanchez, though, the last quarterback to take them to the playoffs. And then, obviously, you've had some draft whiffs with Sam Darnold, with uh, Zach Wilson, who now is going to be riding the bench behind, I guess, the only guy he's willing to ride the bench behind and, and be cool with it. Uh, but you know, that's another thing the Jets will have to consider is what do you do with Zach Wilson? So this is just a whole fascinating thing for everyone. But if you're a Jets fan, the fact that you're being mentioned in the same sentence as the word playoffs, that enough has to throw you about this trade. Absolutely. Um, okay. Anything else that we want to cover? Um, I guess from the Jet, I guess from the Packers perspective, what do you think the what do you think the chances are they use either the 13th overall pick? Or the four, what do we say, forty-second overall pick um, on a wide receiver, just to spite Rodgers. Oh, a hundred percent. That that just feels so like the, let the door hit him on the way out, making sure it hits him on the way out. They're going to be like, they're they're going to ask to have like the person announcing the pick wear a Rodgers jersey, just to rub it in even more. Hey, hey, we're taking receiver. Here we go. Uh, so yeah, that wouldn't be surprising at all. Get some weapons for Jordan Love. And you know, the thing is, we don't know anything about Jordan Love. We've only seen him play a couple times. He wasn't bad in either start. He's going to be running the offense that Matt LaFleur wants to run. You know, Aaron Rodgers loves to go off script, kind of yep. do his own thing. Jordan Love's not going to do that. When you're a, a first-time starter, you go by the book. And so maybe this offense won't take as big as a step back as I think some people think. And, you know, we, we talked about the last- NFC stinks too. Yes. So I mean, the Packers could be a surprise team. They're not horrible. They're not great. They're just right in the middle in the NFC. You can get to the playoffs being right in the middle. Packers uh, 50 to one to win the Super Bowl. Don't think I'm betting that 22 to one to win the NFC. Weirder things have happened. Um, you know, Maybe the 49ers don't have a quarterback going. They're not going to get Rodgers. Obviously, maybe Trey Lance isn't ready to roll or Brock Purdy's still hurt. And, you know, the, I guess the Eagles will probably still be good. But, we're, you know, we've seen regression for plenty of teams. And then, yeah, this one, it's hilarious to see, like, 50-1 to one to win the Super Bowl, 22-1 to one to win the NFC, plus 380 to win your division. I don't know that that necessarily uh, lines up. But, you know, here we are, the division odds, just four teams. And, you know, the Bears got better this offseason, but they're not a powerhouse. The Lions are the favorite. I, I get it, but that's a, you know, they just lost some dudes to gambling. They do have two first round picks, but expecting the Lions just to win a bunch is, is kind of a crazy notion. And then the Vikings, of course, maybe the luckiest team in football, actually definitely the luckiest team in football last year, but potentially, as you might say, Breach, uh, prime for some regression. So 
I don't know, man. The Packers at plus three eighty, a little intriguing, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't. I would sprinkle some on that. Again, you just hit the nail on the head with all of this. Like, you really gonna bank on the Detroit Lions, who have not won a division title since nineteen ninety three to win the division. They're, they're the, you know, like after the Browns made the playoffs in 2020, it was, Hey, they finally turned the corner. This team's going to be good. They haven't got close to getting back. And that's just, there's always this bad luck element to it. And that's what the lions are in the NFC. It's, Hey, this should be the year they turn the corner. Well, they've been trying to turn this corner for 30 years and they haven't been able to do it. So yeah, I wouldn't feel comfortable betting the lions. As you mentioned, the Vikings were playing with fire all year last season. It just happened. They never burned themselves. Well, eventually they're going to, you can't be lucky in every single game. Uh, and, and, you know, we saw their luck run out in the playoffs. And so and no one, I don't think, is going to bet the Bears. So why not sprinkle some on the Packers? Why not, Brenton? Why not? Um, by the way, I saw Ian Rappaport tweet this out. We ex- quote, we expect to have this done before the draft. End quote, Brian Gutekunst. I think it was from the owners meetings. Um, I don't know if he's saying that right now. Like, because I mean, the deal is agreed to, but it's not actually done. Which well, I, I think you know, we, we have a quote from today. I'll drop it in Slack so you can read it. Okay. Or you, okay, there you go. Um, yeah, we do expect it to be done here in the next couple of days. In other words, they expected it to be done. Um, they, they just, just for you know, the nuts and bolts of this with, with, with an NFL trade in order to process the exchange of the actual draft picks. And most people watching this probably know it, but you know, for those that might not, um, you, you know, you've been like at a Hawaii, ayahuasca retreat, or you've been, you know, uh, sipping espresso martinis, whatever the hell you've been doing. Um, for those that don't know, like you have to finalize the paperwork with the league in order for that pick to be processed in a way that, you know, like, like the, the, the Packers can make the Jets pick, et cetera, et cetera. Now you can do that on the clock. Like they could, they could trade when number 13 comes up, they could trade Rogers to the jets then, or they could just say, Hey, draft this guy. We'll draft this guy at 15. That becomes a little trickier, but this will, you know, and this is before the deal went down. This essentially the deal is done. It's Monday night, Monday afternoon. It's not going to be hard to, to wrap that up and, and to bang it out, especially with the compensation agreed to. But I mean, that's just you know worth noting, I suppose. Uh, and I'll say a couple more things. I saw someone in the comments section, Michael Ayers, asking, is Rodgers wearing number eight for the Jets? Uh, according to Adam Schefter, the answer to that question is yes. We know that Joe Namath, Rodgers wore 12, obviously, in Green Bay. has worn 12 his entire NFL career. Joe Namath wore 12 in New York. That is sacred ground. You don't wear it. Namath said that Rodgers could wear it if the trade went down, but apparently Rodgers doesn't want to deal with that, which I feel like is probably the smart the, move by Rodgers yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. You don't, you don't want to deal with that. And so Rodgers, he wore number eight in college at you Cal Berkeley, baby Cal Berkeley. So that is the who number is his expected. teammate who was drafted by a different AFC East team was Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. It was a very bright, shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.
Marshawn, Marshawn Lynch. Lynch. I don't know why I felt like I would. That. I think Deshaun Jackson was I'm the Cal expert. My dad went to Cal. Trying to get me with Cal. Ooh, my dad went to Cal. He said, "Hey, trying to get me with Cal trivia." Now, uh, who's, you know, the, who's the receiver they played with? Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, good job. Sure. All right, uh, we don't thirty. We don't. We miss anything else on this? Uh... Uh, I will say real quick. One huge winner that we overlooked that I just thought of right now is. The NFL scheduling department. These people oh my have to God, put together yes. a schedule that's going to be released. On, uh, today's April 24th. So we're talking, this schedule's coming out in two or three weeks. I'm sure they have been literally waiting like, all right, guys, if Aaron Rodgers plays for the Jets, they, they all their prime, primetime slots are taken. If he doesn't, uh, the Jets were only in one primetime game last season. So that's not a team you are putting front and center great, on great national point. television. Great point. Uh, and so you look at their schedule. They play the Chiefs. They play the Philadelphia Eagles. They play both Super Bowl teams. You have two games against the Bills. I mean, you have a lot of games here. They play the Dallas Cowboys. So a lot of games that are potentially primetime options. Uh, and so I'm sure everybody in the NFL scheduling department is breathing a sigh of relief tonight. Well, you've got tons of, like the bears are intriguing, you know, like I, th I think more intriguing this year, the lions are more intriguing. Um, the Vikings are more intriguing. So like the, like the Packers, the Packers are going to be a little intriguing too, even if they're not great. Like what is Jordan love going to look like? And then as you, to your point with the jets, I mean, man, you are, you're talking about, a uh a let's see um i'm sorry i'm trying to make sure i got the the correct you you mentioned the the, the opponents but like you the jets are going to get the max five primetime games for sure with the rogers trade now oh yeah absolutely it would be absolutely shocking if they don't max out the primetime games the jets are going to be all over primetime television next season i think that is an absolute lock yep you're gonna see a lot of aaron Rodgers in the gang green uniform now he's been traded to the Jets. Much more to come on this in the coming days as we sort of shake out the fallout of the Aaron Rodgers deal. Make sure to check out the Pick 6 Podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review for all the details of the stuff that comes out. And, of course, with the First Pick Podcast, Ryan Wilson and co. will have the draft fallout from these specific picks and what guys might be available for the Jets, for the Packers, with these picks that they've now exchanged. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. For Breach... I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later. On May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie <laughs> dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount+. Plus.